Hey, people. Hey, this is uh, Dong Talk episode five. Ish, maybe. If something, if you're actually counting, well, fuck you. Um, to give you a heads up, this episode is actually local. I am not. It's true. Remote, finally. This is not, you know, we're trying to sync up our audio and everything. It's actually live in the studio. <laughs> Did you just say sexually live? No, but it's sexually this is electrified. It's true. Like a taser to the nuts. Who doesn't enjoy that? I know Everyone. I don't. Also, we apologize for any background sounds. That's the, my sleepy-ass dog in the background who snores like Andre the Giant. So there's that. Andre the Giant after he's had croutons in his nose. It's pretty accurate. So we don't necessarily have a specific topic to discuss today. A, a little bit, but... It's not like our normal discussion topics. Uh, I'll just give you guys a heads up. It's been a pretty homoerotic weekend. <laughs> yes. Uh, not intentionally, by any means. We were I don't even remember how we found it. We were watching Netflix. It was suggested somewhere or yeah. in a, a movie lineup. Yeah, we were like flipping through Netflix trying to figure out what we are going to watch. And there was something on there, and it was like Hercules Unbound. And we thought it looked so spectacularly terrible that we were like, well, we got to watch that. And what we ended up stumbling across was a various Pandora's box of terrible movies. Yeah. I mean, and not, so, not going to lie, the worst movies I have ever seen in my life. If you want to check this, do a Netflix search for thirteen thirteen, and then anything after that yeah. as a title will be really bad. Yeah, it was the the actual technical title was thirteen thirteen Hercules Unbound. I have no idea why all of these movies are called thirteen thirteen, and then some sort of subtitle. And there's got to be some. Code. There's got to be some reasoning behind it, but it's not like it's thirteen thirteen studios or thirteen thirteen productions. It's just that's everything is 1313 something. And we discovered that there were quite a lot of them, and pretty much most of them are available on Netflix instant. And from a production standpoint, according to the Wikipedia for Bigfoot Island, was it? Yeah. Something like that. It was written in a week and And then produced in like three three days. Which, if you're watching that, that even seems like really they put that much time and effort into it because. Realistically, Bigfoot Island and and uh, 1313 Bigfoot Island and 1313 Billy the Kid were really the only ones that branched out of their kind of comfort zone. Yeah. Every other movie, I mean, how many have we watched this weekend? Oh, way too many. There's, I don't want to count. I don't want to count them all, but I'd have to say easily close to 10. Just because as soon as we discovered that there were all of these movies and they're so terrible, we just had to marathon through them. And there's one, there's still one that we haven't watched yet because we're saving that for something special. But we've watched all of them and every single freaking one of them is filmed in the same exact location every time. There have been two that have not been filmed in that same location. And even those two were filmed at the same separate location. Like Bigfoot Island was filmed in like this little like quote unquote cabin which is totally just someone's, like, vacation home. And that's the same place that Billy the Kid was filmed. And not only are they just really bad, because when you look at all of the the movies, the the categories that they put under them are, like, action or horror movies slash gay and lesbian films. Yeah, and I think that's a a criticism to the gay and lesbian community. Yeah, because if these are affiliated, it's going to set back... uh, Gay rights for at least twenty it's, it's years. It's pretty bad. Like I, I grew up in Hollywood, so I've been around plenty of gay people. So you've seen one of these films get made, probably, and just without realizing it. It's like, oh, and, there's a house with some douchey stuff in it and douchey people. Yeah, and and they're douchily walking around without reason. Yeah, I, I don't think any any gay person would be watching these movies being like, yeah, this is hot or this is good in any way. Because here's here's the, essentially the plot of every single one of these movies. 
There's a big douchey mansion that is just filled with random crap to take up space. If you've ever watched Friends and there's the episodes when, like, Joey moves out on his own and he gets the big, like, lavish apartment and he just buys a bunch of random shit because he needs to fill up space. And it's just random things like, you know, leopard print furniture and, like, big fake plastic animals and acrylic things, just every, just all kinds of weird furniture and shit. This is basically what this house looks like. It's got a big chunk of driftwood wearing high heels. There's like a cut-in-half Volkswagen turned into a couch. It's really just the most terrible <laughs> random furniture. One room has a popcorn machine right next to a Pac-Man machine. Neither of which are used. No, never. No one's ever just like, I'm going to play Pac-Man. But there is a gym... And a weird, like, double-entrance shower that are frequently used. Because the plot of every single one of these movies is someone shows up to the house. Uh, 90% of the time, they are shirtless. Yeah, yeah. If, and basically, if you don't have a shirt on, it means you're going to die. They show up in the standard outfit of swim trunks, no shirt, backpack. And they will wander aimlessly around the empty house for, like, five minutes. Well, I mean, they'll walk around... Asking for something. Yeah, like, like hello? hello? I thought this I, was a party. Anyone here? And they'll just wander through this gigantic house. No one's there. Like, ten minutes of wandering. Five minutes ab workout. Yeah. They'll five more minutes of wandering. Then they die. Yeah. Like, they'll... One, one of three things either happens. They'll either wander into the gym and just start working out. Which mm-hmm. is then followed by subsequent shots of the director's reflection in the mirror right next to the ab workout machines or camera shadows or Or camera shadows or you'll just see uh really weird naval focus shots like the the director really seems to have a thing for uh not only guys working out their abs but also just their belly buttons not even kind of focusing on the ab area just really zoom in tight on their belly button and to give a setup for this, um, Bigfoot Island had this thing called thrust vision. Yeah. So it was like, what was it? Polarized? It was almost like there was a filter on yeah, it. Yeah, it was. Like, but then they did like, what was the line the Deuce said? There was a lot of really douchey ones. It's but like, like uh, the worst one was. It's like you're an environmentalist because no, it you're was, gonna love this because it's all natural. Yeah, it was like you're weird. You like nature. You'll like this because it's all natural. And then the camera would do this erratic thrust vision thing back and forth as he bit his lower lip. Yeah, we'll get to Bigfoot Island in a minute because that one at least had a separate plot from most of the movies. Everything else is either wander around, work out your abs, wander around, stumble into someone's shower, and just start showering without soap with no soap yeah no soap no soap whatsoever just rub your abs raw with water or wander into the backyard take off the swim trunks that you were wearing so that you're just wearing tidy whities and then jump into the pool so now that they're see-through yeah and then you can see your butt yeah and then after one of those three things you will inevitably die and but when you the, do die, if you're stabbed, there will be no blood on the knife ever. And it is always a cutaway. Yeah. It's always just shink noise. Uh, close and up nothing. a face, cutaway to outside a building. Yeah. And, and then it's another person walking in, or they cut to two people talking about how awesome the party is outside. <laughs> and it's like, there's nothing going on. Well, and that's what I love, too, is it's like every one of these movies, it's supposed to be like these people are working together, or it's a party, yet everyone shows up alone and unannounced every time it's like if it's a party wouldn't there be the odds like one or more people would show up at the same time three people would talk to one another at some point yeah like a group of people would come in like you know maybe two people not just one person would show up and then 20 minutes later another single person would show up and if i show up to someone's house expecting there to be a party or something I'm not going to knock once and then just let myself in and proceed to wander aimlessly through the house. And if I'm not finding anyone, wouldn't you call someone or just leave? leave? But I, I think you're overanalyzing the, the plot for this. I, I mean, what plot? There is I no mean, plot. Well, I mean the character's actions. True. There was, there What's was their one... motivation to be shirtless and crunch a couple of times Basically. and die? 
Um, and there was kind of the last one we watched, there was probably more plot to that one than most of them. Because I still, there was one that we watched, it was called 1313 UFO Invasion. Never once left the the outside of this house. Well, no, no, they did show that one guy just wandering aimlessly through the desert. And by the way, this is all stuff filmed in this same house in Malibu. But it's been everything from California to ancient Greece to Roswell, New Mexico. Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Triangle. Or some other ones. Uh, I don't know. The, the, I, th- I think that was it. It was like supposed to be Bermuda. It was supposed to be ancient Greece. But like none of them really had a plot. The, hands down the best of the worst... Uh, as far as, like, it was just so terrible that it was great, was the first one that we watched, which was Hercules Unbound. Yeah. Because not only did it have terrible, terrible stock image, it it had stock photography probably just, like, from... Where do you grab the photos from? They probably just got it from Getty Images or something. Yeah, and they were doing a Ken Burns effect over these images to, for, like... Probably a good eight minutes at least. Oh, yeah. And then they did five of, minutes of clouds. Yeah. Whenever the, the gods were talking, it was basically just this shot of these rolling clouds. And those crop up again in pretty much every other movie. Right. They, they really like cloud shots. Um, a big part of it was, uh, for me as a filmmaker, was seeing re- window reflections and set lighting. <laughs> yeah, we were... Like, whenever they would kind of do, like, these talking head moments where they were just, like, you know, supposed to be, like, Hercules talking to somebody. It was never two people standing, like, next to each other speaking. Yeah. It was, it was always, like... It was never a two-shot. No. It was always a shot-reverse shot. But yeah. But it was never... It was just, like, camera in front of them talking to their left. Camera in front of them talking to their right. Yeah. And, and we, they were directly in front of windows, and you could see everything. Yeah, we were like, why does this shot looks so weird and we're like oh it's because it's a freaking window and you can see the reflections of everybody in the background and then the whole movie was literally just like a montage it was just flexing and quote unquote training and I don't even know what they were training for is like they were running which is basically like three or four of the same shot just reversed yeah they mirror it a lot and sometimes yeah it's like to you guys, give you an idea, what makes these so bad isn't like that. The initial photography is everything. About well, every terrible. well, I mean, yeah, the initial photography is ass, but it's the fact that this shot that is bad will be repeated five times, yeah. intercut with other stuff. And what was really hilarious is that it's like it's not only that the filming is bad and the acting is bad and just everything, but like. The director would clearly realize, oh, I fucked something up in this last scene. And instead of going back and re-filming that shot, they would just keep moving on and kind of correct it in in the next shot. Like in Billy the Kid, which was actually probably the best one. And it was the most original environment. It was the most original environment. It Actually, the actors were not like halfway bad in that. And it had an actual, like, plot. Right. And it had cheesy appeal. Yeah, I think. it did. I mean, like, it's still a terrible movie, but comparatively, it was, like, Oscar material. Right. But, like, there's one scene when, like, he's walking out of the the room, and there's very clearly, like, a plasma screen TV loft to his left. So in the next shot that they show that same room from that angle, instead of, like, just moving the TV or... You know, going back and refilming that shot so that there's not a TV in it. The next shot, they just put a blanket over the TV. At least it was an old west style blanket. It's true, but I just love that it's like, oh, I screwed this up. Whatever, keep moving. I'll put a blanket over it next and, time. And uh, the one shot that was earlier on that showed the ceiling fan was yeah. pretty great. Yeah, and it's the old west, and their ceiling fans and light switches. You and, know, glass ceil or uh, kitchen tiles. Yeah, and spice racks and. I'm pretty sure, like, there was, like, a, like, bendy Walmart table lamp in the background. There was. It it was all really hilarious. Like, you know, modern day clothing. And no matter what, like, even in in Billy the Kid, which is probably the least homoerotic of all of them, the outfits were still vests, no shirt underneath, 
cowboy hat. Right, but it wasn't like it like was, they did massive close-ups of their no, there wasn't, nipples. There wasn't like, you know, the obligatory five-minute ab workout yeah. shower scene. And the thing that makes me question these films more than anything is the fact that there is lots of male toplessness. And the only female boobage that we see is that old lady. Is that with old lady old with the saggy giant boobs? saggy boobs? Yeah. Well, that's because it's it's clearly like obviously the way Netflix, you know, categorizes it is like gay and lesbian movies is because you can't just have it say gay movies because it's not PC. But there's nothing for lesbians in these movies at all. No, it's all just like twink guys running around with no shirts. And, and they all look the same. They all have that, like, Justin Bieber look. Right. They have this plain, fell-out-of-Abercrombie-style look that yeah. is so, like, you want to smack some personality onto their face because there's no characteristic at all. And then the only... There was only two um, ethnic people. Yeah. There was the one guy that was um, in uh, the UFO one, and then he was also in Hercules... Mm-hmm. Who was like, I couldn't tell if he was Indian or what he was. He was definitely Something. half. He was definitely mixed, whatever he was. And then there was, like, one black guy that was killed with a chunk of driftwood in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, and he was written almost very, like, racially questionable. Like, his lines overall were kind of like... Yeah, Which, uh... and that was sad, too, is because, like, they had to go the stereotypical route and, like, kill him first. Yes. And he was actually the the best actor in that movie like he was actually delivering his lines well and he didn't seem like all stiff and confused as to why he was there Mm -hmm. but if you're gonna watch any of them uh i would definitely suggest you watch hercules unbound just because it's so so terrible especially when it's supposed to be ancient greece and yet there are christmas lights wrapped around palm trees and, and uh, there's like you know a Brinkman gas grill in the background next to the pool, and like the pool area where they're all flexing in front of you can see like the drainage grates in in the floor. It's it's all just so terribly, horribly bad that it's great. But then the Billy the Kid, my my real complaint with that one was only just the stupid like yellow tint that they gave the whole yeah movie. it wasn't really sepian it was more like i haven't drank anything in four days piss yeah. yellow yeah which it's like I, I understand they're trying to give it that kind of like old westy look but i would have been fine without that because it, that just got kind of irritating but the actual plot line was somewhat decent mm-hmm. and the acting was like the best acting i'd seen out of any of those mm-hmm. and we do like especially want to give a shout out uh, to uh, what was the the chick's name in that? You you just got a response from her. On uh, Cynthia. Something no, it really. wasn't Cynthia. How do you work this thing? Uh, hand me my iPod. Your iPod. Well, he fetches me my gear. I will look she, up this name. She was in. She was Athena in in Hercules. And Chelsea Bernier. Yes. Shout out to Chelsea Bernier. She was like probably the the best part of Hercules Unbound. And probably the most attractive chick in any of the movies that they had. And she was really... I got a wink emoticon. A wink? Oh, snap. Bam. Oh. Climbing that ladder. I might be in Athena within some amount of time. Oh, they're going to make an Athena movie. You heard it here first, folks. No, no, I meant in her. Oh. (laughs) Well, that was badly worded. What, what were you expecting? Like, I'm going to be casted in that? I don't know I what would, you're talking about. I, would, I thought you were I saying something I would do a mutiny on, uh, what's his name, David... Uh, David Dick. de Coteau? Yeah, I would do a mutiny on Coteau. Director extraordinaire. I would just kill him, hang him from the mast, and take over directing the film. <laughs> well, and if this is any testament to like what this guy's directing style is like... Uh, some of the first things that he ever directed, apparently, were just flat-out gay porn. But then he started, like, working his way towards really bad 80s B-movies. One of which I wish we could have found on Netflix, but it's it's not on instant. I don't know if it is even available to, like, rent the disc. But it was called Sorority Babes at the Slimeball Bolarama. And... 
with a title like that, I mean, how can how can you go wrong? And yeah, so that that's basically. But what I think is really weird too is that some directors will occasionally use like you know like a pseudonym, but he's gone through like five. Like I'm gonna pull him up here, and like some of them he even like uses like a woman's name. It's like, are you that ashamed of the movies you've made that like you have to use a fake name? And, uh, it'll know what I'm talking about. There we go. Uh, he's been uh, David McCabe, David Doe, Ellen Cabot, Julian Breen, Victoria Sloan, Richard Chasen, Martin Tate, Jack Reed, Joseph Tennant. It's like, why... Why are you using all these fake names? And here's the scary thing, too. All of these 1313 movies are still, like, two in post-production that are coming out this year. But they all have come out within, like, the span of six months to a year. And there's... Let's see. There are, like, 13 of them. That's a lot of shitty movies to crank out in that amount of time. But the only ones that we haven't seen are Boy Crazies, which just sounds like porn, Haunted Frat, and uh, Giant Killer Bees. I think, uh, open up Haunted Frat on IMDb, because I think that one got the highest rating. Well, that's just scary. The Bigfoot Island was just so bad. David his, uh... Ugh. He doesn't even have an image. People no. don't want you knowing what he looks like. No. Uh, where is it? Uh, haunted, haunted Frat. Rat. It's... What's the one released 2011 slash I? Um, what the... Writers Edgar Allan Poe story. Right. Oh, wow. Which makes me wonder, like, is that just someone's really stupid, like, clever stage name? Or... Is it actually... No, uh, it's it's the real Poe. It's actually... So it's based, based on that. On something. What would that even be based on? But the ratings from 12 viewers, it's 7.8. That's a TV movie. So I think Coteau did a TV movie uh, based on... Yeah. Okay, well, this is actually oh. a positive review. There's one user review on here. Oh, no, there's two user reviews. Let's Let's see here. Um, this okay. Here's the the first review. It says even for a David Decatto film, this thing is remarkably boring and repetitive. Frat boys wander around, huh? shower, exercise, wrestle, always with their shirts off, usually in their underwear. That's basically the plot of every movie, right there. Yes, it's a horror film, I suppose, without a single scary moment, no violence, no tension. And here's the spoiler. You wait and wait for something to happen, and it never does. There's a premise of sorts, but no story, no plot, no climax, and shockingly, no ending. Again, that's pretty much how they all go down. You're right. At some point, it's just over. So what do you get from watching this movie? 78 minutes of handsome, half-naked young men. If that's all you're looking for, have at it. I have nothing against half-naked young men, but I do require a bit more than that. And they could not have found anyone with even rudimentary acting skills to be in this thing. Minus points for the boring can musical score, which is used to try and create tension where none exists. Yeah, the music is always the same for all movies. You can tell they just took the track yeah. stock and dropped it on the the, the audio line. And there's always a time it, it always, like build, and you expect like oh someone's gonna pop around the corner and or something, like, and then nothing happens. There's a sharp like you know yeah. suspenseful like noise it's in like the music there's the sting and, and it's you're just expecting like something and nothing happens them walking down a hallway yeah you know it's like Duh! he's still walking i think they rated this high uh ironically maybe but this one like this is actually a good review it says since becoming a horror fan i've always gotten a kick out of haunted house movies which tend to deliver on the suspense the mystery and the chills while sparing the nasty gore and the torture porn vulgarity uh, that's the best part of haunted house movies. <laughs> exactly. At the same time, as a female viewer... Alright, now we're getting a female perspective. I've never been too impressed by the haunted sorority house subgenre. Yep, for some reason, I, as a gal, have never derived much benefit from seeing other women take excessive showers and run through the woods in ridiculously high heels before being hacked unceremoniously to pieces. 
That's because it's not meant for you as a gal to enjoy. That's meant for us as guys to be like, oh, she's naked. Look at her boobs. That's our that's our card to play yeah. after like Pretty Woman or any of the other crappy movies. You know, it's Which, like not y- that I have anything against chick flicks. I'll watch chick flicks all day. Oh, but Pretty Woman is like yeah, Pretty Woman's all right. It's, it's not bad. It's, it's not great. A terrible piece not of bad. shit, in my opinion. But here's here's what she says. That's why I found the movie Thirteen Thirteen Haunted Frat. To be not only refreshing, which I don't even know how you get that, but downright hot. Exclamation point. What? what? None of these guys look no. like anything. You know, no. I, I... I mean, if you're... I, I guess, like, if you if chicks are into the, like, douchey Abercrombie Justin Bieber look, then there's the appeal. But I, I see, you know, gaggles of douche like that, and it's just like, what are you... I mean, that... I still find it horribly, hilariously ironic that... At the local mall here, Abercrombie and Fitch is right next to a store called Direct Tools. Yes, that's it's just such hilarious irony. She and goes, it's not far from the fudge factory. No, exactly. She goes on to say, "For once, we get to see gorgeous young college men taking showers." I think men is being a little generous. Yeah. Swimming, working out, and sunbathing as a strong female presence follows their every move. Haunting their fraternity house, which is apparently built over the ruins of an old insane asylum, and taking control of their lives. Under the hand of veteran horror director David DeCoteau. Really? Veteran? I don't know. I don't know about that. 1313 Haunted Frat delivers on the essentials of a great haunted house flick. You get the jump scares, the extended scenes of tension building suspense, and the humor. I was cracking up at the hot nerd who kept walking around the house, trying unsuccessfully to get the other dudes to help him out with the written history of their frat, only to find that they would much rather take showers, work out, and sleep off the effects of an eventful party the night before. You also get a number of pleasant surprises not typically associated with this genre, like a beautiful tropical setting, a beautifully decorated house, what? A powerful and fully dressed, thank you, female villain, and oh, did I mention all the hot guys in their underwear? Okay, number one, they're all te- teddy whitey under underwear. Yeah. Number two, they're all, it's always that old woman with the saggy boobs and some generic like early two thousands thing. Yeah. Number three, what was the other thing? Like the other point. Uh, let me go back to it. Hang on. Uh, the beautifully, beautifully decorated, decorated house. A large piece of driftwood with <sighs> red high heel boots on it. Yeah. It's like it, imagine the most like random shit. It's not even like. Stuff that he bought to fill up space. It's kind of like gag gifts that he got and he's just been collecting over the years. Right. He's like, how can I go further with this? Like, on one one shelf, he's got, like, a single shoe. Just a shoe. It doesn't look like it's signed by anybody or anything specific. It's not in a display case. It's just a shoe sitting on the shelf next to, like, a motorcycle helmet. Next to, like, a weird statue of a wooden chicken. And then there's, next like... Next to the VW, Yeah, like, next to couch. the VW couch thing with the New Jersey license plate that says, ha, ha, ha. And the most random, like, framed artwork, like, a guy, like, with his head in a trash can. It's, like, random pictures of dogs hanging up. Clearly posters from some of the terrible movies he's made. There was one, I think, that was, like, how stick figures become extinct. And it's like, who puts this crap on their walls? He does. Apparently. Because he wants to lure people from Hollister into his house. <laughs> like, hey, come wander aimlessly around my house for 10 I'll minutes. invite you. Maybe maybe we're looking at this wrong. Maybe he's doing this for real. He's, like, luring people in and being like, come to my party. And they're just like, hello, where are you? And then before they know it, they're, they're in a terrible movie. Exactly. I'm trying to find the one that had, like, there was some great ones, like, the the descriptions. But I think Bigfoot Island was definitely probably the the best as far as what the hell plot was there. Because the whole thing, and there's the, the awesome, horrible Bigfoot costume. Which, it looked like it went and got free carpet samples and then put, like, a... A really bad rubber mask. Not even a rubber mask. Almost like a plastic Halloween mask. Yeah. It was pretty terrible. Like, over it. It was It was so bad. And somehow, 
people would always be like in a clearing, yet Bigfoot would kill them surrounded by trees. Yes. And always in the same fashion, except for the one guy. Every time it was just Bigfoot arm swipe, weird scrunching blush noise. Squish noise. But there was one guy. Oh, they got related link lists. Titanic 2. Yeah. Which I have not seen. I like how the tagline for Bigfoot Island is shot on location in Bigfoot country, which is apparently Malibu. Oh, wait, no, they filmed that one in Canada. Wow. Is Canada really Bigfoot country? I don't know. I applaud them for going somewhere else, even yeah. if it was a tourist island. But, like, it was... And the whole thing was this weird chick that they never really explained who they were was somehow conjuring this Bigfoot and using it to exact revenge on all these douchebag guys. And instead of guys wandering around taking showers and working out, this one was all just guys wandering around jogging. That's all it was. It would be like ten full minutes of jogging. And um, just, just a second, I want to read this... Uh... For 1313 Cougar Cult. Which we have not yet watched. Uh, that's one we're saving. Yeah, we're saving But this is one. the first this description sentence. Rufus, Darwin, and Cooper Smith are three nerdy but hunky young college students who score themselves. You know, the sentence could end there. Yeah. A dream summer job working at a swanky mansion owned by wealthy and sexy middle-aged babes, Clara, Victoria, and Edwina. Because those are hot names. Ugh. Now, you want to help me make my protein shake? <laughs> Otherwise, I can't poop properly. And, of course, Ugh. they turn out to be evil witches that have to eat them in order to uh, stay Flesh-eating cougars. Yeah. Now, here's my thing. Do they actually turn into cougars? I doubt they have the budget for that. Because that would be great. It'll probably be, like, weird overlay light, and then a cutaway and a... Large cat noise. Probably. And then just a cutaway of them getting attacked. I just love how it says they need to eat fresh young man meat in order to live forever. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Cougars eat their cubs. Okay, that's actually a clever tagline. I'll give them that. And that one is also supposed to be kind of a big deal because it's the 25-year reunion of the original Scream Queens, who are apparently Michelle Bauer... Uh, Linnea Quigley and Brink Stevens, and I, I, I don't really know, know who this what chick they're is from because uh, Michelle Bauer. She was in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Who doesn't love that? And also Gingerbread Man too. Passion of the Crust and uh, Lust for Frankenstein. She Ugh. she's the the one chick that was uh, the weird old lady boobs in uh, oh, and all the other ones. She's gross. Yeah. The Bikini Escort Company, Tomb of the Werewolf, The Erotic Misadventures of the Invisible Man. Uh, I, I think she was just in this kind of semi-porn stuff. I, I love this, this title. Marie Cookie and the Killer Tarantula in Eight Legs to Love You. That was straight to video. <laughs> These are all straight to video. Do you really think Attack of the 60-Foot Centerfolds was like a blockbuster hit? Maybe? Yeah, I... I don't know any of these. I don't remember nineteen ninety three or ever been in bondage under the big top. Get in this clown car. Now you're bound <laughs> up. Wow. Pony girl. Pony girl number two. She played third, she third pony, pony girl. girl. Uncredited. Bizarre people. Uh, so bad. But with Bigfoot Island, like there was one scene. Where this guy shows up on this island and immediately just steals this random kayak that's laying around. And then once he gets to his chosen destination, I guess, which is just this shoreline that's just covered in big jagged rocks, decides it'd be a good idea to take a shirt off and lay on these big jagged rocks. Despite the fact there, that there is, like, a sandy part. Like, yeah, like, several feet like away. Like, three feet behind him. Like, no, I'm going to lay on these jagged rocks so they dig into my spine and kidneys. And then, of course, you know, here's the Bigfoot noise and has to go off and ex 
you see, know, see that was odd to me because he heard the noise and then he went past it. Yeah. And kept running. Yeah. But then, like, eventually discovers, oh, hey, there's a Bigfoot and starts running away. And back to his original yeah, location. Yeah, back to his original location. And then he gets there and the kayak's gone. And our initial thought was, oh, wouldn't it be great if, like, Bigfoot stole the kayak and then he, like, beats him with it. A little yellow banana yeah, it's of a this kayak. little, like, one-person banana yellow kayak. And then that's exactly what happens. Yes. You hear Bigfoot noise. He turns around. Huh? And then crack, crack. It's that stereotypical, like, noise. Yeah, you know, just, like, boom, right in the face with this kayak. And then his body just floats downriver. And we were in stunned silence for, like, 30 seconds. We were like, I, I can't believe that that actually just happened. That's the most action that's happened in any of these films. Yeah, and there was, you, you kind of, as the movie went on, you were like, I guess what's supposed to have happened is, like, all of these guys, like, gang-raped this chick, and now she somehow conjured this Bigfoot to exact revenge. Because mm-hmm. she would randomly have these weird, like, flashback things. Meditation sequences yeah and she would like you know it would show all of these random guys and they would say some douchey line and it would be all like you know inverted color scheme and then the thrust Thrust vision vision. yeah and her only line for like half the movie was like spirit of the forest avenger maiden and i don't know why she's the maiden of the forest because it's not like she was dressed in moss and leaves she was wearing like a belly shirt and some jeans but at the end of it, there's one guy who had terrible back knee. Oh, he did have a shower scene. Oh, that's I, right. Yeah, that was really gross because he kept doing the up-close, like, naval shots, but then it would pan up, and then it would show his back and his back knee. Yeah. It's I mean, like close-up of his face and his all horrible, pockmarked. Yeah, it was horrible. And he's the guy that ends up surviving at the end. And I like how, at one point, he decides he's going to go try and save people with a stick. Yeah, he grabs a stick from the patio, but it doesn't tell you what it is. And I'm like, what did he grab? And yeah. then he's running for it's like just five minutes. It's not even like a big pointy stick. It's just like a stick. It's a stick with like a curved end. So yeah. it's next to useless for even as a stabby weapon. Yeah. And then like he finally just runs away and he gets back to the house. And the weird Bigfoot conjuring chick is there. And... It turns out that, like, these guys didn't even do anything to her. They didn't gang rape her. They didn't roofie her. They didn't do anything. They were just being creepy douchebags, and they were hitting on her. And she implies that they were potentially going to do something worse. But this guy was like, hey, don't do that. Don't don't possibly yeah. be douchey and rape her. And then, like, he apologized, too. And that kept coming up, too, like, when he's talking to all these guys on the phone as they're arriving to the island. He's like... I still feel really bad about last year. And they're like, dude, whatever, you apologize to her. Like, yeah, because that makes up for almost being raped. Like, sorry about the right. almost raping you. You'll get over it. But it wasn't even that. No, nothing raped. even happened. And then she's like, you know, I use the spear of the forest to, you know, avenge myself. Or re- kill your like, friends. I didn't kill them. I reset the balance. Yeah, or- something about, like, they had to reset the balance uh, between nature. And she wasn't very nature for being all mm-hmm. in tune with nature. And then she's like, we're going to live here together forever. And he's like, uh, well, what if, like, I don't even really know you. And she's like, but you saved me. You stopped them. And, blah, blah. and he's like, well, what if I want to leave? She's like, then you'll join your friends. Dramatic music. Bigfoot peeks around a tree. So it's like, I killed your friends. And now you're going to stay here with me, and if you try to leave, I'll use my Bigfoot to kill you. Another woman using Bigfoot as a weapon. I hate that. It's like, Like, what kind of conversations... I have been Bigfoot napped. What kind of conversations are, you know, do you have with your friends like that? Like, hey man, how's your relationship going? Terrible. Oh man, she's still using that Bigfoot to keep me in this thing. Like, it's just... I don't know what to do. If it's I like, try to uh, leave, I'll get killed by Bigfoot. Yeah. And last time, I didn't want to do Missionary Wednesday. Bigfoot's standing over me the whole time, making sure I do it. <laughs> it's just... It's so bad. It is so horribly bad. I, I will give them some props, though, because at least in actor slash model, they got, like, somewhat of just a normal-looking guy. 
But that was because he was supposed to be, like, the ugly guy that wasn't a model. Right, but he was the only one that had a semi-bit of acting ability. Yeah. That, they really got meta generous. with that because he's, like, always hiring these yeah. models instead of act- actors. Because yeah, the whole thing was, like, he was, like, this embittered actor that was losing out all these parts to people that were models because they looked good with their shirts off. And again, that's, that's the entire plot of every one of these movies. So it was really kind of like, do you realize what you're doing here? But he's the only one that kept his shirt on the entire thing. And he would just slowly kill off all of these model slash actors. You know, when you say slow, though, you're kind of under uh, representing that, I think. Because you... it's slow. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like, it's really, I've got this knife. I'm just walking room to room yeah, slowly. Like not only are the shirtless guys wandering aimlessly through the house, but then this murderer guy is also slowly following them, but always by like 30 feet behind. So not only do you have to watch one person meander slowly through this empty house, then we have to wait for the other guy to catch up and then watch him meander slowly behind them. And then even when he does kill them, you don't see anything. It's always with this, like, little paring knife that mm-hmm. there's never any blood on. And where did all the bodies go? They just disappeared. One was beside Yeah, there was the one where it's, like, point. someone But then they never it. went back no, to it. No, never went back to it. At least in the Wicked Stepbrother one, like, they actually laid the bodies out on the bed. But they just looked like they were taking a really gay nap. Yeah, like side by side with yeah. their hands on their stomachs. And again, no blood whatsoever. Even in, that, in the last shot where they like show him supposed to be killing the guy, not only is the blade like facing outward, probably because it's a real knife and they couldn't afford a prop knife, so they have to like turn the blade outwards. Right. But he doesn't even like cut him. He kind of just drops the guy, and there's still that shing noise, and still like no blood or anything. And then somehow it turns out that it's, like, his stepbrother that's been, like, telling him to kill all these people is really a split personality. And his stepmother has been, like, keeping him off his meds because he's a schizo. And there never really was a stepbrother. It's all just been in his head. Yet the not-real stepbrother then walks into frame and she begins interacting with him. And she touches him and they, they walk off to presumably do it. Yeah, it's like, you just said that he didn't exist. It's like, you're contradicting yourself. It's so bad. They're the worst movies ever. And amidst all of this super gay movie watching, we somehow also ended up... Oh, we we went to Pierce's, and uh, there was... was It was like, those little, uh, like, you know, dispenser things. Sticker dispenser machine things. Yeah, and it had tramp stamps. And I'm like, I got 50 cents. I'll get one. And then you got yeah, one. Yeah, I was like, I'll get one too. And I, I still say mine is worse. Yes, I think yours is. Because yours is at least something that looks like, you know, you could have gotten it in the 80s and you thought it was manly at Hey, one roses point. and swirly lines are cool, man. It's just, it's just, you know, a rose and some, like, kind of swirly tribal stuff. But then mine has got, like, Jennifer Lopez eyes. With, <laughs> with like, some sort of weird, like, teardrop bindi head thing. You should let me, like, take a dry erase marker and draw a face on it. <laughs> it's bad enough. And then you put it on all crooked. <laughs> That's because I was laughing too hard. Oh, God, this is... Easily the gayest weekend ever. I, I think you should let me draw, like, a big nose and a <laughs> mouth. And that way, when your wife gets home, she'll see that. Be like, check it. Like, look, I added to it. Yeah, oh, it's so bad. Make giant ears. Yeah, the whole plan for this weekend initially was just like, we're going to play some video games and maybe record a podcast and film some stuff. And, then it's and just, it, it went so much beyond it that. It went just... I think. Yeah, it's... Uh, and my brain is just like fried. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think this is going to be a massive hour and a half episode. No, my brain is totally yeah, fried from all those thirteen, thirteen really. movies. And I. And the scary thing is that there's still like two more that are in production. Right. So by the time we get around to the next, oh, there will be like five more. Yeah. They, they're cranking them out like porn, and that's basically what it is. Like one of the things, I can't remember which one it was. 
but one of the uh, descriptions that somebody had had written. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, someone's uh, typed up uh, description of the, of the plot of the movie for UFO invasion on Internet Movie Database. Hunky college age boy strips to his underwear. Hunky college age boy ends up walking slowly down the hall and stares in his underwear. There you go. That is literally the plot of every one of these movies. Mm-hmm. And one of them even says that it's like, it's basically like watching porn except without all the sexual content. And it's true. You've got all right. the terrible acting and stupid, st- stupid stuff. stuff with like no sex anywhere. And what what I don't get is uh, that the the average budget for these productions is up supposedly one million dollars. Yeah. So either this guy's really rich, or and, that's just it does say estimated, but come on, a million dollars for every single one of these movies? I, I don't think so. It's that always, might be like funding that he's willing to provide for his productions or something. Maybe because it's every single one is filmed in the exact same location. Whether it's supposed to be ancient Greece or the Bermuda Triangle or Roswell, New Mexico, it's always this guy's weird mansion. And it's always a bunch of, like, douchey actors that he got off Craigslist. It's like, <laughs> how is there a million dollars used in this at all? But he does have a lot of people on his production team. Yeah, but it's always the same people. I know. So they're the ones getting the million dollars. I, I guess. Like, I, and I just love too that like even the uh, oh they're not even all listed on here his whole crew but like even the mm-hmm. like some of the things what is it's it? like Garbutt yeah Frank Garbutt who's the gaffer but then there's the one where it's like, it's not even like the foley artist or the sound editor it's sound recordist and then they had sound re-recordist like this guy fucked up so I'm gonna fix it it's like that doesn't make sense no. And I'm pretty sure a sound recordist is not a real thing. At least they wouldn't refer to it. As why? That. Why wouldn't the original recordist just redo it? I don't know. I love how this review says, "Amazing guys without shirts." I'm just since I, I I think I'm done with this topic. Yeah. I mean, like we've watched so many of these so far. There's like we watched the Killer Turkey movie, Thanks Killing, and it was by. Far stellar yeah. compared to this. And that one is truly terrible. I mean, when the opening scene is some fat pilgrim chick with her boobs hanging out <laughs> who gets killed by a turkey with a tomahawk who says, nice tits, bitch, and then kills her. Yes. That is better than pretty much all of these other movies. It's at least something. Yeah. I think because Thanksgiving is being self-parody and saying, yeah. we'll just write cheesy, funny dialogue and then yeah. see how it goes. Whereas these, you can tell like they're kind of trying to be serious. Right. But again, props to Chelsea Ray Brunet, who kind of saved a couple of those movies. Yeah. Because she was the best part, other than like seeing the Christmas lights and the grill and the background of ancient Greece of Hercules Unbound. But then she was actually really good in, in Billy the Kid. Like, I'm still surprised how decently Billy the Kid was actually put together. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the shots were still kind of dumb and, like, overdrawn. But plot was actually decent. And the acting was actually pretty good. And she's not bad looking. Yeah. So... I, I, kind I don't of, know why she couldn't play, like, the female role in some of these I don't know, ones. yeah, because it's like, who should we get? Should we get this old lady who did all these, like, B-movies in the 80s? Or should we get, like, this attractive younger chick that will at least appeal to maybe the straight guys watching this? Nope. She was known for a movie called Pendejo. Well, which I think means... It's in post-production. She's uh, playing Melanie in Pendejo. Pretty great. Which looks like it's... Oh, it has uh, that one guy in it. Oh, what is his name? Danny Trejo. All right. We're moving up in the world. Uh, The story of Jay, a rich party boy, thrust into the workaday world by his father as the lowest man in the totem pole in a company he technically owns. What's interesting about Danny Trejo is, like, uh, if you're a student working on a film and you just ask him he'll be in your movie, he'll be like, sure. He loves doing that. That's pretty cool. He's like, you Get know... Get him to be in one of your movies. I know, but he's not up in this area, so that's the thing. Fly him out. Oh, God, that'll be great. Wait a minute. 
Snow White. Oh, she, she's Summer. also in Snow White, A Deadly Summer, which was also a David Ducateau film. But it's not a 1313 film. Maureen McCormick is in that. Who? Uh, Marsha Brady. Oh, wow. And Eric Roberts. Uh, they got some better Yeah, I mean, cast. this is... Troubled teenage girl finds herself in a web of lies and deceit when her stepmother attempts to murder her by sending her to a discipline camp. So I'm assuming it's more like a modernized. We'll have to check. We'll have to check that out. I don't know. I don't know if I can stand too many of these. Well, I'm not saying. I'm gonna need to watch watch like decent movies on Netflix to watch this out. I'm not saying we're gonna watch it like today. I'm just saying she was decent in the other terrible movies, so we'll at least give her a shot in something else. Yes. But yeah, my my brain's pretty fried after watching all yeah. of those. I mean, because we watched, I'd say, nine out of the thirteen of them that they've made. Because there's three that aren't available on on Netflix, and one that we have not yet watched. Too many. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, so I don't know what else to talk if, if about. If you want to relive the torture we've been, <laughs> yeah. Self up thirteen thirteen, do it. Even if the only ones you watch are Hercules Unbound Billy and Kid. Billy the Kid, those are those are the two. Because you got both ends of the spectrum. You got one that's actually pretty good, and you got one that's so bad that it's awesome. Like I will watch that one again. I can but guarantee it. No, don't watch it alone because you have to be in the company of others to actually appreciate this. Yeah, because so. it was me. Him and my wife, and we were all watching it, just like, ah, we'll see how bad this is. Because we watched Scorpion King 3, and we didn't think anything could be worse than that. So much worse. At least there, even though there were ninjas that popped out of the water and punched people in the dick in that movie, at least there weren't Christmas lights and grills in the background. I mean, these movies felt like I was getting punched in the dick. (laughs) It's a pretty accurate description, I'd say. All right. Well, I think we're going to cut it there because I don't think we have the mental capacity to no, continue um, on with anything else. No, it's literally hot as balls in here and yeah. outside, and there hasn't been rain in like 40 years. Yeah, and the weather. I've kind of forgotten what rain is like. Nature is going to kill us all. Um, Maybe Bigfoot. Yeah. It's avenging Bigfoot nature. Maiden. Notice there's kayak. never rainy movies with Bigfoot. It's just like That's Bigfoot he, with his fur all just because wet. Because he'd be all soggy. He look, it's like when you bathe a cat and he's about a third of the size. It's like, oh, Bigfoot's not that big after all. Which is kind of odd when you think about it, considering Bigfoot is always supposed to follow bodies of water. Weird. So you would think that he would always kind of have like wet, matted fur. Something to think about, people. Also, tater tot casserole. Maybe. That's not bad. Pizza slices with vampire fangs. I came up with that. I think. Are they edible vampire fangs? Or are they just like plastic fangs and you take them off? And you could you... do it with candy corn. Uh, but candy think... corn is disgusting. Well, I mean, you wouldn't eat the fangs. True. Uh, and the other was tiny sliced hot dogs in cans that you could pre-add to your bean- beans. I told you that already exists. Yes, but it doesn't exist in my mouth. <laughs> You could if you go and buy some. <laughs> I'm too cheap. And not only that, you could just get, like, cocktail weenies and throw them in there. Oh, that, those aren't sliced. They're still the same basic idea. What about slicing it long-wise? <laughs> like, lengthwise? It's just, like, a tube. <laughs> These giant, thin slices of ham, or, like, hot dog. I think it'd be great if you not only had them in a long slice like that, but that they came in, like, a wide mouth squeeze bottle. Or, so you just... I th- oh, or we're missing the market here. You know how there's salad bread bowls, like hot dog bowls that you can have beans out <laughs> hot of. Hot dog bowls. <laughs> It'd be more like a hot dog test tube. You just like hollow it out. No, it would have to and be like, a bowl shape. Yeah. How so would you it, even t- you'd have to like slice a bunch of them and like weave them into a basket. <laughs> no, no, it'd have to be using the meat from the factory. And just make a so. bowl out. A bowl of hot dog bowl. <laughs> Somebody get on making a hot dog bowl. I want to see that. Or disposable plates that are hot dogs. <laughs> so you can eat a salad and be like, this is healthy, and then eat the hot dog. Why? Why does a plate have to be made out of hot dogs? 
for the environment, <laughs> you asshole. That doesn't make any sense. That is nothing, I don't think, I'm pretty sure that would kill the environment. <laughs> Making hot dogs. Have you ever, okay, do you, I don't know if you ever saw this or knew about it, but there used to be a thing, like, many, many years ago, like, when the internet was still, like, just kind of in its infancy. It wasn't, just cat gifts and lemon party. It, it wasn't. It was a little bit past that, but it was still when, like, websites were still very much just, like, links, and that was it. They didn't really have, like, Flash and all that going on. But there was, uh, I don't remember what, I think this the site was just, like, stinkymeat.com or something. But it was this thing where, like, these, it was kind of like a blog thing, and this guy would take random meats and put them on a plate and put them somewhere out, like, in a public area, but, like, sort of well hidden and he would document their decomposition hmm. and it was actually pretty interesting with some things because some stuff like would mysteriously like disappear and like there was one time where he had like a like a rotisserie chicken was one of the meats and he had it in a like in the woods near a park and it would keep getting like dragged off the plate by animals so they like put like a cage thing over it with like a big rock on top so that it couldn't be moved and then the next day when they went back to check on it the cage was still in place with the rock on top but the chicken was still like 20 feet away it's like that's some Blair Witch shit but you also discover things that like hot dogs do not decay like they're still good with beans they're still good what I and mean I will what other meats would be good with beans chicken and beans uh, maybe beans like good. lumps of chicken in your beans. Well, I I don't put hot dogs in my beans to begin with. I just eat communist. I'm just saying, communist I'm, asshole. I'm not gonna stop eating hot dogs. But what about <laughs> a hot dog with beans in it, like a filling? That so would like be a fine. scorching hot bean liquid would just shoot out <laughs> now, when you ate it. Now would it be like baked beans or would it be like a refried bean paste? Uh, there's gonna be two varieties. Okay. Now and one is going to be solely full of tater tots. <laughs> okay, now here's also a question: with the refried bean paste filled yeah. hot dog, would it be just refried beans, or would it be refried beans with that like cheese sauce? So uh, it's like a, a cheese Mexican center. Dog. So there's a nacho cheese center, and then and a then central. Bean. There's a central core of nacho cheese, <laughs> and then bean, a bean, and then hot dog, like a bean catalyst, and then bean catalyst. <laughs> And then a hot dog encased, like the shell is a hot dog. And then beyond that, it's a bun, which encompasses it like a corn dog, but it's an actual bun <laughs> bun. And then beyond that... This is turning into Taco Town. No. And it's served in oh, a over vegetarian chili-filled uh, tote bag. No. What would be outside the uh, outside one? Marshmallow. Uh We've done enough with marshmallows. Yeah. Well, I no, not marshmallow. I think that would be it. But it'd be like a corn so dog. It wouldn't even be like would a be, regular hot dog. It would, it would be, be like a bun corn dog concoction. It would be the size of like an apple in <laughs> diameter. But it'd be like long, like a foot long I, 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 corn dog filled with beans and cheese and hot dog. I think I like the hot dog bowl concept better. <laughs> What about a bowl made out of these cheesy <laughs> logs? You, you know, I, then you have beans inside your beans inside your beans. It's a bean filled with it's beans. It's a very meta bean beans. situation. I, I, I think, since we're on that topic, I think we need to try the uh, the Pizza Hut hot dog stuffed crust pizza. Hot dog stuff? Yeah, you hadn't heard about that? Oh, the one from Japan, you mean? Well, it started in, like, London, and now they I think they actually have it here, where it's, like, it's a hot dog stuffed crust. And at first I was like, that sounds pretty terrible. But it can't be any worse than a hot dog bowl. That's true. You would just eat beans out of a hot dog bowl, wouldn't you? Yeah, but the problem there, I think, is it's it's a double-edged sword because you'd be scooping down to get more hot dog in your bean, and then you would dig a hole well, through you, your bowl, you and just, it would run out, well, and the just, only thing left would be your hot dog bowl. You would just eat the beans, and then you would eat the bowl afterwards. You couldn't do both. No, you'd have to like, or you'd have to, put you'd have your to hot like dog tear bowl. off pieces and then eat them. 
<laughs> you're, not, you're eating you're, it inside of itself. Now, would it have, like, when bread bowls, you know, when they have, like, the top that they take off, would it have, like, a top, like a little hot dog bowl yarmulke that goes on top of it, too? Or would it just be an open concave bowl? Can that be compressed bean of some kind? <laughs> like an earthen, like, clay <laughs> pot lid that's like constructed from bean? Bowl. Uh, <laughs> make it happen, America. Oh, God. All right, we're done. <laughs> Thanks for listening, I suppose. We're going to try to get another episode at some point. So. Yeah, we're going to try and do these a bit more on the regular. And as, as soon as we can figure out how to get these to actually post to our Tumblr page that we started, mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to post them like forever now, and every time it says they're uploading, it never actually uploads them. Yeah. So there's some technical difficulties there, but we'll get it figured out, and then... New episodes of Dong Talk and our other we're, podcasts. We're going to try it to make it more regular than your periods. What if it's irregular? We have an irregular flow. Uh, a regular in which way? A regular like, oops, or a regular like, I got to buy more sheets in a month. I, I think I, I meant like irregular as in more like it doesn't happen as frequently or as it should. like you menstruate and hot dog bowls fall out. Oh. God, that's so much worse. (laughs) Okay, we're done. Bye.